0: Brother, he's fucking... you're here to destroy your life on Earth, oh. but then you hit your head. So, he literally, he comes from space. He comes like, from space? And he's just like, like heads. and he's like, you, I need to fight you because you're the most powerful being in the universe. And we need to cleanse the universe so we can own the universe. I don't think that's quite what's happening with Raditz, but you do you. Well, I thought it was... I thought Raditz was like, we're... Me and Vegeta and Nappa, who you don't know yet, we're off to go destroy this other planet. But it's like a lot of work, and we figured, oh, there's a fourth Saiyan out there, let's go get him on board. No, 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 so they're identifying the most powerful beings in the universe so that they can destroy them before they become even more powerful than them. No, I don't think that's what they're doing. Yeah, so then they colonise everything. Their whole thing is they're is they're identifying planets, yeah, burning all the life off them, and then selling them for molten slag. yeah. Uh, and they just wanted Kakarot to come join them at any cost. I didn't think it was that, was it? I think so. I mean, because he's his brother. Yeah, no, he doesn't have any real affection towards Goku. It's really weird to me that in Dragon Ball, the series where people come back from the dead at the drop of the hat, Mm -hmm. and Vegeta, like, sticks around forever and becomes Goku's best friend. Yes. They never do anything with regard to bringing back... Goku's brother or Vegeta's only friend. Well, why would they? Guy was an asshole. <laughs> Don't you think that's a little weird? I mean, I always found it weird that. And, like, you know, there's only four people in their entire race yeah. left, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, we'll leave him dead. No, wait, no, aren't there, like, the entire planet still there? No, Frieza destroyed it. Oh. Freezer destroyed it because he got the impression that maybe they would rise up against him, which mm-hmm. led to Bardock, Goku's dad, yep. having telepathic visions of that, being like, better send my son to space. Yep, yep, now I remember. No, but like within the first three episodes, Raditz comes down, is all like, that's interesting. Gonna kidnap your son. Yeah, because he's like, he's the most powerful being here. That's Piccolo over there. Huh. Nah, I don't need to bother with you. Like, shrugs him off, mm-hmm. steals Gohan. And he's like, he couldn't be the most powerful one here. Flies off to find Goku, because he's the most powerful one. No, man. no, he takes Gohan from in front of Goku. No, he takes Gohan no, from Piccolo. No, Piccolo doesn't have him. Yes, he does. Nick, you are 100% wrong on this. No! They, they are at Kame House, the little house on the island where the turtle lives. Yeah. On the way to go find Goku, Raditz bumps into Piccolo is like... What's a Namekian doing here? Oh. oh, well, who gives a shit? Let's go find Kakarot. Okay. And he's like, Hey, Kakarot, I'm your brother. Let's go fight everything. And Goku's like, No. He's like, You say no to me? Well, I'm gonna kidnap your son. Bye! So anyway, he does that. Goku's immediate response is, Well, I better go train. Not- Hmm, I better go take care of this guy. No, they do go take care of the guy who's someone else. No. Because then Piccolo's like, hey, did you see that really strong guy? And he's like, yeah, I did. He was really strong. Well, I don't like you, but do you want to team up and fight him? And Goku's like, sure. And then they fight. And then they only win because. um, at a pivotal moment, Gohan gets really angry and explodes the space pod he was put in. Ah. And then they do a stupid gambit where they grab Raditz by the tail yes. and fool Nelson him. And I remember this. Piccolo's like, oh, I get to kill Goku too? Great! <laughs> oh, man. What I love about Dragon Ball Z is that the further on they go, the more it just becomes mundane life tasks just into The best episode of Dragon Ball Z is the one where Goku and Piccolo need to get their driver's licenses. <laughs> and they start driving and both the teachers are like, Uh, this isn't a race. We may or may not watch much Dragon Ball in the off-season. We are definitely watching that episode. (laughs) Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning! This is... JoJo's World Our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast Where we recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure The only anime worth watching Until we run out of it Which is soon I'm Liam S. Smith One of your co-hosts And I'm Nick Ballantyne The secondary other one of the co-hosts And this is of course For those of you just joining us JoJo's World Our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast Where today we watched The 37th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo A.K.A. Golden Wind, aka Ugon no Kaze, which is the 150th episode of our podcast and of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime as a whole. Oh! Nick, they said we would never do it. We said you're probably right, but we'll try. And here we are, fucking too many years later. It's been a long time. Liam, I don't remember a time before JoJo's. I do. Well, okay then. This episode covers chapters 584 through 587 of the manga. It is entitled King of Kings. (gasps) The King of Kings? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, of course, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. This is not a Dragon Ball Z recap discussion and or podcast. That's Goku's world. Just over there... uh, that might exist later. I don't know. Goku's world. We're not calling it. That. We're not going to change our name at all. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> it's called Jojo's world. What do you discuss, Dragon Ball Z? I toyed around with calling the off-season like the Jojo's world grand tour or something. Like Dragon Ball GT. Nice. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Could you imagine if someone made a racing game called the Dragon Ball GT? I'm, no I couldn't Because they'd all just be in those Is cars. it a cart racer? Yeah of course it is It's not going to be like them actually racing in okay. the sky They're all in Star Wars episode one pod racer pods Oh yes Jar Jar's there <laughs> Classic Jar Jar Misa gonna collect the Dragon Balls I don't like it Misa like gonna this. wish for ultimate power I don't like this at all Emperor Palpatine's in the back just going Unlimited power Actually, what are the limitations on... No, we're not going to talk about Dragon Balls. Ask me this question, Nicholas. Okay, can do. Why Mm -hmm. aren't there limitations on the Dragon Balls? And if there are limitations... Well, there are some. Ah. For instance, Mm -hmm. um, the Earth Dragon, for a time, could only revive one person at a time. Uh, uh, For a time. And only once. Yep. But then, eventually they go to the Namek Dragon and it's like, Oh yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) So hang on, there are multiple dragons... So Depending if I no if I boards. recall correctly if I recall correctly um, mm. the earth dragon could only revive a person once but could do many people at once whereas the the Namek dragon was the inverse of that so it could revive people who have died once more than once but couldn't do big batches right maybe okay. wrong on that but it's been a long time but there were some there were some restrictions like that okay uh, to answer your second question what was that. Well, you answered it because I said, what are the limitations if there are any? No, you said something about multiple dragons. Oh, and they're balls. Like, do they have different balls? Yeah. Gotcha. So, the Dragon Balls are created by Namek people Uh who can just do that, Uh, I guess. I guess they're referred to as Namekians. Yep. Yep. Uh, Piccolo and the person that Piccolo used to be before he split into two people came to Earth and was like, I'll make some Dragon Balls and did. Wait, is the other version of Piccolo the kid? No, it's Kami, who is an old man. Oh, ah, I don't remember who that is. He's like basically the god of the earth. It's not important. Okay. Anyway, and they so then Piccolo dies, Sakami dies. There's no more Dragon Balls on Earth. Oh no! So they're like, oh, better go to Namek and get more Dragon Balls. Wow, these ones are like huge <laughs> compared to the. Oh, I could fit these. Yeah, these ones in my are like hand. volleyball sized. Yes, I remember. Those and they ones. go there and they do Namek. It's the best part of Dragon Ball Z. Mm, mm. Vegeta's there. He's up in the mix, tearing it up, <laughs> <laughs> just being like, Kakarot. We are talking about this before the show, Kakarot is like a masterpiece of naming by Akira Toriyama. Mm. Just such a good name for your rival character to angrily shout for like 30 years or however long it's been. Kakarot. Yeah. How dare you come into my mansion wearing nothing more than jeans and a small tank top. Well, you said Goku's it was... probably worn that at some point. Well, I think he did it in the driving. Oh no, he wore a college shirt. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Dragon Ball Z. What? Yet who knows The problem is these uh-huh. these other ubiquitous iconic shows yeah they're just so long they really are behind Jojo of those bog standard show any things one piece is my favorite okay and it's just so long and also the anime is just so poorly paced. Oh. So that's that presents complications. Mm. We could try watching Berserk since it's a nice tight. We could for instance watch the we could watch one of the One Piece movies that retells one of the <gasps> arcs. Yes. Or the Guren Lagann movie. Yes, someone also said that to us. But movies movies are long. Yeah, but they're shorter they're like than 90 all the minutes, episodes, you know. Yeah, but they're shorter than all <laughs> the episodes. Like Yeah, but we can space the episodes out, you know. <laughs> Space a movie. Man, podcasting is hard. oh you have to sit down for an extended period of time and watch a thing. Ah, it's just, oh you have to ah. Oh, I don't like it. So Nick, this episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure: King of King. This episode kills. This episode slaps. This episode hard balls. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. This episode summons like fucking no one's business. Oh, you'll business. find out. I'm about to summon it. <laughs> Oh damn. I draw a pot of greed, which allows me to draw two trap cards. Sure, <laughs> close enough. That's not how it works. I draw three new cards. Nick, That's not how it works? What were you? Yeah, broad initial impressions beyond its slaps. What do you mean? That is the only initial impression <laughs> okay, worth sure. any time. Okay, it is so good. So we get to see Jonah Giovanna's dark apotheosis. Oh God. D- it's interesting to me that we watch a lot of this episode from Diavolo's perspective. It reminds me mm. of those um, episodes that we... With Doppio just being like, boss, what do I do? Well, yes, that too, but I was going to say it reminds me of like the time we spent with Yoshikage Kira or even Dio Brando watching things from their perspective. We haven't yes. really had that from Diavolo himself to date. We had Doppio, mm. obviously. Mm. Well, I guess Diavolo is just a reclusive man. Yeah, he's a mystery. He's an enigma, a mystery he's... wrapped in a riddle. He's a long-haired, possible squid man. No, who just really enjoys punk iconography. Possible Squidward. He's a possible Squidward, being like, "Yes, Uh, John O, give me the arrow." (laughs) That's my Squidward. It's terrible. No, thank you. That's my SpongeBob, as best as I can do it. To be honest, like (laughs) that wasn't. To be honest, that wasn't a great SpongeBob, but it did have some shades of Tom Kenny's other voice acting roles. Oh, well, well. Could I be Tom (laughs) Kenny? I mean, immediately I couldn't be Spongebob, but imagine if I was. I'd be porous, live under the sea, in a pineapple. Is sex pistols an instrument? That's Patrick Star, <laughs> as, as mister. I see. <laughs> I'm not going to try any other character from Spongebob. Who's the friggin' guy who voices Mr. Krabs? Um, oh. It's like... Long John Silver? <laughs> what? Because Mr. Krabs is like, Yar, we need to get the money. All the time. Way SpongeBob, Cla- you need to get the money. It's Clancy Brown. It's Clancy Brown. Who's Clancy Brown? Well, Nick, Clancy Brown is, of course, JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> <laughs> Adventure. Yeah, Clarence John Brown Third. Uh-huh. His uh, most iconic role is Extra Three. You may know him as Captain Hadley from The Shawshank Redemption, Sergeant Zim from Starship Troopers, Surtur from Thor Ragnarok, or Blackhand from Warcraft The Beginning. Nick, this is perhaps our most unfocused episode (laughs) in the entirety of the Part 5 run. We open on the Pepsi sign. (laughs) It's a dark, rainy day. No, we do, of course, open on... um, Diavolo being like, oh, I'm gonna punch Trish up into the sky to hit the arrow, which uh, you remarked was good because you'd forgotten that happened over the I last li- week. Literally, throughout the entire week, I was like, I remember there was something to do with the boss doing something and maybe Jono doing something, maybe, maybe something to do with Mr. He forgot. Pu- he punches himself slash Trish's body, which is of course Mr's body, so hard that Trish's ghost comes out. And she's like, oh Ugh. fuck! And then we're treated to a nice special sound effects version of the opening. Sure. <laughs> kind of went into a bit of a September there. September? You know, like... <leveraging> uh, man, that's a good song. Yeah, it's a banger. Um, You remarked to me during it that, like... As cool as they are in the actual show, the zip sound effects on the opening yes. are kind of underwhelming. they kind of sound like they were a- using one of those stock, like, fly opening sound effects. I think effects. it was that sound. Zip. <laughs> He was just like, was yeah. like hmm, not, mm. not as dramatic at all. Also, noted mafia pervert, Bruno Butera. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Zip. he's unzipping his eyes. Um, also, is it just me or is it a different voice for the monologue now? You kept saying that during and I am 100% sure it's not. I swear he has a deeper voice in the other no. ones. It's not It's oh, just not I, d- oh, I don't know What if it is? But it's not But what if? But yeah But what if it's not? <laughs> and of course Nice Like A shatter sound As God experience appears at the end And then a good like Piercing sound As he plunges the arrow Downward out of sight In the opening Which of course We see the event that That's indicative of This episode Ah oh, Cause he punctured things Mm. Piss. So we're out of the op. Mm-hmm. There's there's a line of dialogue at the start of this episode on the same tier of galaxy brainness mm. as last week's, like I need to attack behind my own mind or whatever. Yeah. Where someone is talking about how uh, Diavolo attacked his body to get to the arrow, and he says, "I believe it's Bruno." Yeah, Bruno says. He went through Trisha's mind and into himself. Mm, mm. You know, I get JoJo's. I said to you at, like, many points in this episode, I get JoJo's, you know? I mm-hmm. understand it. I know what's going on. Yeah. This, this is just another classic JoJo's amateur, like, red herring, right? This is clearly him saying... I punched my daughter so hard I ascended into godhood. But also, I punched her soul out of the body and I'm keeping it for Mm. now. He punched her head so hard that he punched through himself to become a dragon ball. He punched the highlights out of her hair. He became the Highlander and then was all like, Hey guys, this is a bit overrated. He became the Dragon Booster and released the Dragon, and the Dragon in this context was, of course, Trish's soul. He opened twenty packs of Magic cards and then went, "Oh, I got a planeswalker. I don't, I don't know Magic the Gathering. That was a good joke to anyone who <laughs> even remotely likes Magic. Guys, write in and tell me if that was a good joke. Don't do that. <laughs> don't ruin my joke. Um. So yeah, Trish's soul is. Fading up into the sky. Everyone can see it. It's just a, just another reminder where we can all see souls and yeah. ghosts. Um, They're canonical now. Yeah. I mean, they have been for some time, but oh, j- it's been a while, you know? Yeah. you got to uh, get reminded of these things. And everyone's like, no, and Diablo's like, the arrow belongs to me. And he's doing that thing again because, just for clarity, because of all the body swaption going around, mm-hmm. he's personified more through King Crimson than he is through his own body. Mm. Which is something that I like with Diavolo storytelling. Yeah. Because now you just get to see King Crimson more with his yeah. weird double face. There's a good moment for that later. We'll come back to oh that. Uh, so he's like, I have the arrow. Look, it's pierced through my hand. Wait, what? It's just like kept falling through me. That's not fair. Well, I'll just pick it again and yeah. pierce my... What? It keeps... What? He, he does monologue for a while longer. He's like, yes, this gift has been given to me by Fate. King Crimson is destined to sit atop... He talks about this a lot, this He's episode. basically like, I'm amazing. <laughs> I got the special powers from Fate. Fate has chosen me. I'm the special boy. Um, and then, you know, it all comes crumbling down before him, much like his hand... King Crimson's hand is translucent and crumbling. I can't even grasp it. And we see the arrowhead on the floor. There's a lot of gas and smoke and we get our first shot of one of the most iconic symbols of this episode. A nearby wasp. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all like... Nick, can I level with you? Yeah. I don't 100% know what this wasp is meant to symbolise. Liam, 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 Liam. I get Jojos, okay? Okay. I'm I'm the guy. I'm the guy you need to ask, alright? I've seen, heard, and mm-hmm. known of all the Jojos since before we started. Wow. That's This right. is really going to confuse that one guy who tweets at me occasionally. Actually, there's more than one, but there was one guy who did recently. Sorry, yeah. I forgot your name. But he's like, I can't remember which of you is the Jojo <laughs> one, or which of you isn't. Well... I can tell you right now, it's definitely not fucking me. <laughs> but I get JoJo's, because I've seen it all, I've read it all, and I've heard it all. I've listened to every episode of JoJo's World, I've read every... why ep- did you do that? Um, oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> This joke is falling apart. Um, well, I, I get it on a deep level, because I feel like the wasp is a metaphor for... for the for, arrow? No, 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 no. Don't Does be the ridiculous. the sting of the wasp symbolise the... It's a metaphor for Giorno being nearby because he sees through the wasp. Well, because we see... This in, is all I got. As, as, um, so we, we, we're about to, it's about to be revealed that, um, Silver Chariot Requiem is still doing some bullshit because it's, it's half corpse is still there. Mm. And Bruno Butcherati has achieved enlightenment and has started attacking his own son soul with zips, uh, which is <laughs> gradually threatening to undo body swatching. Uh... <laughs> And we see the soul of a butterfly superimposed on the body of the wasp, because they got body swapped, obviously. Oh, I get it. My question is... Yes. Is the soul of the butterfly in the body of the wasp, is that foreshadowing the apotheosis of gold experience, Requiem, when we see, later in this episode, the cocoon-like husk mm. of gold experience mm. with the the majestic gold experience requiem hovering above it. Is that symbolism? Um, it might be, but also I've never heard of a butterfly coming from the cocoon of a wasp. So <laughs> maybe not the greatest metaphor, a very good visual, cool-looking thing. <laughs> uh, may, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe you're onto something here. I just think... It was a neat drawing. <laughs> so, as we alluded to throughout that, um, Bruno Butcherati is attacking his sun soul with zips. He's like, I'm gonna, you didn't want to undo the whole body swapping because you wanted to get the arrow, but I don't give a fuck. So, here we go. And he does a big zip. The sun soul explodes. Chariot Requiem is extinguished. He just melts into nothingness. Big blue smoke and blue flame engulfs everyone's souls, drawing them out of their bodies. Um, Diablo is holding on for dear life, trying to grab the arrow. Meanwhile, Mr's soul is nearby being like, so can I just, can I just shoot by you and get back in my body, please? (laughs) And he's like, no, I must get the arrow. But he's getting sucked. And, uh, yeah. Trish comes back down from the sky. Everyone's like, wow, we almost saw Trish die, but she's coming back now. Everyone goes back to their original bodies. Everyone's alive. Mr gets back in his own body. He's like, oh man, I got punched really hard.
1: (laughs) Hey um, John, are
0: you got to heal me? Because Bruno's well, coming back. Well, I right? presume everyone everyone is distracted by this, except for, of course, Jon Giovanna who went back into his own body because he could. Yeah, someone po- ages ago. So, um, Tirahas on Twitter helped me out existentially with the um all of my issues with the soul stuff okay. and Diavolo's nature last episode. Yeah, by being like, just blame it on Shara Requiem. Jono can send souls, Diavolo can swap bodies, Jono can just shrimp himself into his own body. Some chariot requiem bullshit. Yeah, okay, I can Yeah, I can get <laughs> on board with that. That makes sense. You know what my favorite thing is though is that um when Silver Chariot went crazy and became Silver Chariot Requiem, everyone around him seems to get powers, but later doesn't seem to happen again. What do you mean? Like so spoiler alert Jono's <gasps> going to stab his his stand, right? Yeah. And then his stand's going to go berserk. But no one else's does. No. no. Like, Jorno's in control of the whole situation. Well, no. Golden Experience is in control. Jorno's just there for the ride. But Jorno and Gold Experience are the same entity for all intents and purposes, even if Gold Experience Requiem has some, like... Level of consciousness yeah, beyond Jorno, yeah, yeah. Because as we all know, the soul is... Sorry, the stand is the manifestation of one's soul and willpower. Mm. Mm. This is true. But also, he does seem awfully sentient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what I mean is, like, you know, we can we can, we can can assume that the free-for-all power-ups that don't really contribute to anything are an element of the berserk nature of... Silver Chariot Requiem. Yeah. God Experience Requiem, you know, we can assume that, much like Silver Chariot Requiem, it can basically do whatever it wants, uh, but Jorno is the one at the reins here. Gotcha. And he's not a turtle, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? Yes, there's a lot of gas and smoke around and Giorno is the only one who's not distracted by big body swapping and so he can see big golden smoke, wind, Bruno Bucciarati's soul in the sky being like, Well, Giorno, I'm dying now. <gasps> no, not Bruno. He was the best of us. He didn't die once already. What if he just... So obviously Bruno's body is back at the Coliseum but what if Giorno just punched it with life some more and it's like, Oh, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's happening to Doppio? Is he gone forever already? Yeah, pretty sure we watched him die last week. Yeah, but... Oh, I guess, yeah, the same rules applied in Arantia. Mm. Yeah, Doppio's was gone. Oh, no. Everyone's like, Bruno's body is back at the Coliseum, so he should just be back there, right? Even though, you know, they shot him several times. <laughs> like, later in the episode, Mr's even like, Bruno's at the Coliseum, but he should be here soon. Even though they specifically shot the body in strategic points to make it so I couldn't move. <laughs> Oh, Araki, you master of writing. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is why Um, I love JoJo so much, is that every time you go, oh, well, this makes logical sense, it just does something that makes you go, wait a fucking minute. So Bruno monologues about the themes of the story, talking Mm. about how, like, when we met, like, I was already metaphorically dead, but my Mm. soul was reborn when you convinced me to start working with you for the betterment of society rather than just Uh, the profits of the organisation. Like a phoenix being... Re-zipped into its former glory Sure Yeah My soul was being Was slowly dying Doing that soul-crushing crime work I bet it was But I was reborn Thanks to you But And look at this sunlight Breaking through the clouds Like I'm dying But it's Don't Don't cry for Me I'm already dead (laughs) No um... (laughs) It always comes back to that one line Don't be sad for the loss Be happy for the time we spent together I'm Bruno Bucciarati. Everyone loved Bruno Bucciarati. He's flying into the sky. A lot of golden smoke. Like, so much. So, like, when we were watching it, there was a fair bit around his And then we cut to a wide shot. And it's just fucking everywhere. And then we, like, slowly pan down from the golden sky onto, like, a cathedral. And it's like, ah... I get it. Because the Italians are very Catholic. I get it. I get it. Mm. I get it. I didn't get it. Not since uh, Caesar Zeppelin was slowly crushed by a giant brick in the shape of a crucifix have we been so beaten over the head with Catholic symbolism. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. This is what a true happiness is. This is the way it should be. Bye. And with that... Bruno's gone. Yep. Like, not properly this time. No one else noticed, but Giorno... Again. Diavolo's like, Ugh, you losers, are some vile puke. that some piece of shit spewed into the toilet. I shall have the arrow. And everyone's like, not nah. body swap back. Giorno has the arrow. And he's Tr- holding it up to the sky through the smoke. Mm-hmm. And he's all mm-hmm. like, That's right, motherfucker. I've got the arrow. Jorno's like, Trish will be okay now. Mister's like, Giorno, you need to heal us. They talk about how butcherati's back at the Colosseum. Uh. Oh, then we see Bruno's soul in the sky again, surrounded by, like, Renaissance Italian cherubs. <laughs> I thought one just of them- Just to put some more Catholic imagery. Yeah, I thought one of them was literally Cupid, but I could be wrong. Well, they're, you know, same- Same Same, same mythological archetype. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of <laughs> infants, and just being all like, Bruno. And Bruno's like I'm going to where I belong now Hell <laughs> It's like he gets there And it's like Wait a minute This isn't What? Oh no Yeah all the all the, um, the cherubs like Slowly Cuddle up to him And then grab onto him And reveal demonic faces And dive into the depths of hell Alright boys Take him away <laughs> <laughs> No uh, Bruno Butcherati ascends to heaven Rami Sukamoto is presumably there being all like, hey, I got a friend dog if you want to play with this dog. I do! And so Bruno forever played with another dog. Uh, we get some brief body swap undone for the, the townsfolk montage. We see some some standard passerby souls return to the bodies. We cut to the mum and the baby. Who are now re-swapped. I'm glad, I'm sure that mum is, is glad she didn't <laughs> die. <laughs> We uh, cut to the man and the dog who yep. swapped. The man hugs Benedict. Everyone is happy. We do not cut to see the police officer who got handcuffed to a pole through his cheek. He's uh, going to have a bad day. He's going to have a very bad he fucking day. He also got shot in the face. Yeah. But we don't cut back to him, so we don't know if he's dead. So here's my beef. Go on. Jono has the arrowhead. Yes. He's got like a really determined look on his face. He barrels the camera. <gasps> yeah. We do, do a quick cut to ad break. We return... Uh-huh. Everyone including Jono is unconscious. Are they? Yeah, and like every, everyone's catatonic on the ground and slowly waking up. I thought that Oh no, you're right. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Why? Fuck. What like Sure, everyone's body swapping back, put him to sleep, so it's not traumatic. But Giorno was already in his own body. Yeah, I reckon maybe that's some Silver Chariot Requiem bullshit. Gotta be. It's gotta be, right? Giorno's just like, oh, well, I'll just go back to... I'll go sleep for a bit and wait for everyone to wake up. He was, like, uh, super determined. It wouldn't be fair if I killed the boss when he was unconscious. I'll just have a little kip. Or maybe, I'll like... I'll restore some of my spell slots. Or maybe everyone fell asleep because when they all body swapped back, it's like, wow, that was... That was a lot. We, we should... Oh... Union break. Yeah, pretty much. There's some guy from Mexico who came to Italy was like, Hey, you ever heard of this thing called... The siesta. Si-? And everyone in Italy went, well, I, mean, I think the like siesta lunch? is an Italian phenomenon too. It's is certainly it? associated with Corsica in the Asterix books. Ah, there you go. Did not know that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, they do So Diavolo's there. He's like, someone once said we are all soldiers chosen by fate, and fate has given me sick time skip and prediction powers, and that means that I'm the best. That's the truth. I'm no fucking soldier. Yeah. I'm an admiral. How dare I not have the arrow? That's what it all boils down (laughs) to. I'm not a soldier. I'm not some pleb. I'm not no one. I need that arrow. They've got the arrow. I better exit stage left for a while. (laughs) I would love if there was like a super dramatic monologue where they just cut out the super dramatic noun of like what they want with just a calm guy being like arrow. Need arrow. It's like I'm not some fucking soldier. Exit. Need arrow. Exit pursued by the bad CGI bear from that one anime trailer. Golden, can we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, we need to watch some of that until we get to the bear. That looks genuinely interesting to me from an anime perspective. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. From an anime perspective. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Diavolo's like I better get away and then Trisha's like don't let him get away Jorno, and then Diavolo's like I'll never run away <laughs> my pride will rise on it yeah yeah Giorno's already there. He's already awake. And he's all like... He emerges from the smoke. He has the arrow. Close up on Diavolo's like intense eyes. Like tiny pupils. I like... It's interesting how his pupils still are like distinctly fractured. Mm. That's cool. I like it a lot. Mm. I also like that it's super detailed in these shots. Mm. When you get up close and he's like super angry. And it's like a lot of lines, a lot of shading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they call it in the biz, I believe. I can't run away, for I shall lose my pride. For you see, I am a king. And a king shall sit atop this world. And if I flee, my pride shall be lost. And what is a king without his pride? Merely a guy who has lots of people wait on him hand and foot. (laughs) Hey, Hey, King Crimson, guess what? Fuck you! There shall be no next time, for I must attack Giorno Giovanna now in this moment. That wretched rookie. No, I don't think you're gonna do that because I'm just gonna I'm gonna gonna use this arrow on me. Cool mo cool moment here. Uh huh. He's like gold experience arrow stab Uh Everyone's like, yay! The one who will go beyond the power of the arrow is Jorno's gold experience. We get a weird blue hue. Yeah, everything sort of so... fades away and Diablo is like, wrong! That was just my predictions. I know what's going to happen now. And thank God I didn't run away So This, is, this now... is the stupidest fit. You claimed I would run, which means that I could never run or I would lose my pride. So thank goodness I didn't. I would never have seen this precious prediction. And we see in his hair vision, Jono like, or God experience like, Slowly sinking to the ground like bleeding from arrow wound like the arrow has rejected him. Mm. And Diavolo is like, yes I never would have seen that were it not for this. Thank god my daughter made fun of me. <laughs> he literally says... <laughs> he does say that! It's like, Thank god my daughter is such a bad daughter. <laughs> Otherwise I would have never been a good father killing her like this. So he says he's gone now. But remember what Polnareff said about the arrow choosing who's worthy? Now I never noticed it before. And I don't recall whether or not the turtle speaks ever again, but it's still around, so. The turtle's around? The, I mean, the turtle isn't gonna die. You don't know that. I mean, the turtle continues. Spoiler The turtle continues to be in some shots of this. Oh. But I don't recall if it ever speaks again, so TBC whether or not Polnareff is still in it. Well, wouldn't the turtle's soul go back to. Well, no, because Because then... it's dead. Ah. So perhaps the turtle is a philosophical zombie without a soul to call its own. Or perhaps Polariff is still in it. <laughs> or maybe Mr. President's just a really powerful stand. Ah. Yeah. Mr. President Requiem. <laughs> what can it do? It makes everything smaller. It's got like a really nice five-star hotel in there. You know Discworld where there's like a giant flying turtle? Oh, yeah. And that's the universe? Mm. Yeah, that's... It's got that going on. Yeah, Mr. President Requiem is Discworld. <laughs> Let's do it, Giorno. So, and we see, as the prediction told, mm-hmm. that, like, Gold Experience is wounded. So, therefore, Giorno is wounded and they're sinking to the ground in disbelief. And I like this. There's this really cool moment where we're seeing the shot is framed such that um, Giorno is in, like, the centre of it with mm-hmm. his back to the camera. He is. Camera, quote-unquote. Correct. Uh, and Diavolo starts behind him from our perspective like so in front of Jorno, on the other side of him from us you've lost me but go on and he's moving around and just like waving his hands around and monologuing like Jorno, like, you never had a chance against me I'm a king of kings <laughs> you weak little newcomer ho 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 I know I'm repeating myself but I shall sit atop this world and you've been rejected oh Jorno, you sweet little stupid boy ha <laughs> give me that arrow you dumb shit and he goes to reach well actually the- no he punches him in the God. face really hard he punches him until gold experience cracks itself open yep I shall be the king like I shall always be the king and he goes to pick up the arrow and then the arrow like dances away from him and he's like but what hang the fuck up I say good sir why does the arrow do this and we see a new eye behind the shattered gold experience face and that eye like Focuses and buzzes around like a robot eye I was super keen on this eye Because it looks like It's kind of creepy It's got like four It's got four little I don't want to call them muscle looking things But four little um like, Tendons or I guess tendons or something That are like all orthogonal But they're still like those Pseudo mechanical stand I know it's weird Bits It's very cool But we see it and it's like <gasps> Whoa. What does this He's mean? He's not dead Oh <gasps> And we see the arrow, like, fly up and enter his wrist and just, like, be absorbed and go up his arm. For plot reasons, of course. Yep, yep. Um, So then... He goes to punch him again. Like, I should have busted his brains out. Why aren't I seeing his brains paint the carpet? Fuck this then, I'll paint the sky red! And then goes to punch him some more. The face mask crumbles away. We see the cocoon-like husk of, uh... Gold experience, just sort of sitting there smoking... The Trish. entire back half of it is gone. Trish and Mr. like, Jorno wasn't rejected. In fact, the arrow is forever part of Jorno. He can, the boss can never have it now. Oh, I get it. Because it's it, in his it, body. It, yeah, because Jorno is the main character. Would all this have been avoided if Jorno had just been stabbed by the arrow at the start of part five that Black Sabbath had? Oh my god, maybe you're right. (laughs) Maybe you're right. I don't know. (laughs) That's concerning to think about. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's probably like some, but he hadn't had all that character development. You know, all the character development Giorno has had. Yes. You know, like... Saving Bruno and uh, not having Fugo come along. (laughs) These are all Giorno's developments. And Jono's flying, and he's in the sky with his newsstand, and his hair is blowing in the no wind. The boss just goes, this can't be reality. Now, not once mm. does he mention that Jono is flying. He just goes, this can't be reality. I'm losing. I thought I punched him so hard that he would die. My prediction was sound, but I'm not winning. In fact, if anything, I'm losing. This can't be happening. So let's talk about this big new boy. So he looks like a sleeker version of Gold Experience. Yeah, like a Super Saiyan version of Gold Experience. Yeah, kind of. Also, like a more naked version. Like Gold Experience mm. was like distinctly robotic, and this is like if you cut away all those robot bits, and it's more fleshy. Yeah, I was, as if. But was still kind of a robot. As if he's evolved from a cocoon. Yeah, he's got like a like a face with like the arrow emblazoned on it, and he's got on his wrists those giant ladybugs. Yeah. He re- he reminds me a lot of um, like. One of those. Here we go. Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know the the aliens, like the alien aliens. The Which ones, alien aliens? Um, the ones that actually look like aliens. Like Namekians. No, no, no. The other ones that are like horned and they're like purple sometimes. Oh, like generic freezer minions. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of them with like the baubles that Freezer has on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like more stylish, more sleek, more smooth. Like oddly smooth. Like for, what was that movie? Um, Frozen Two. Yeah, like Frozen like Two. Olaf. Man. Yeah, like imagine if you built a snowman and then started carving away bits of it to make it look like a super. Well, sand. the snow, the snow already has the form. It, it within it. I just don't reveal say re- it. Don't say remember for with, God's sake with my chisel. Ugh. Um. Yeah. No. It's. It's like a it's like a very smooth, sleek <laughs> version of... Hirohiko Araki has this to <gasps> say about the design of Gold Experience Requiem. Oh, sick! In the Jojo Vele commentary for Gold Experience Requiem. Mm-hmm. Just an evolved version of Gold Experience's design. Well, that's it. We can all go <laughs> home. It retains some points from the original design while also bearing the arrow. Also... Oh, yeah, it's got the arrow on its head. I already said that. Yeah, okay. Also, it's kind of like a flower that's grown up and blossomed. So maybe that's why its head is opened up too. Laughs. Oh yeah, its head is opened up, by the way. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so it looks fucking sick. Mm-hmm. It's still got the, uh, the loincloth. It's purple now. It's purple. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So he's in the, he's floating in the sky and he does maybe the coolest, coolest, funniest attack. No, he does the most shonen anime climax move. Well, he does one of those classic, like, disrespect beams. And he's all like, the boss is there going, what the fuck is going on? But it's even cooler than it normally is, and funnier, because he shoots a beam through the boss's palm, the beam penetrates and hits a nearby building and shatters it, but the rubble from that building turns into scorpions, which then attack the (laughs) boss and rip off one of his fingers. Yeah, but the beam is made from a stone. Oh, I thought he just shot a beam. No, no, he flicks a tiny little stone and just like, and then just gold beam of laser destroys building all the like debris and rubble turn to scorpions (laughs) rip off a finger the boss squishes his own finger and he's all like fuck to be honest if I had the power to shoot scorpion beams I'd be doing that all day to my enemies oh okay good I was gonna say if you did in a job interview Liam (laughs) oh no give me the job or it's scorpion time (laughs) (laughs) oh man so he says, basically, all of Jono's remaining lines this episode are like philosophical meditations on truth and justice. Yeah, and he's like, Only truth can comes survive. From the, comes from the actions of righteousness, or something like that. Yeah, and my friends are dead, but their truth lives on because it's their actions and their will that allowed me to get the arrow. Mm. And what of you, boss? Are your actions born of the truth, and will they be allowed to exist? Or are they something more superficial, like selfish evil, which shall be wiped from this world? I don't know, man. Oh, I'm pretty selfish, baby! (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm the king who has overcome all threats, and don't talk to me like you have any idea what's going on. And he tells us Mm -hmm. that even though he got hit by the scorpion beam, he didn't get hit as poorly as he could have. Because even though he can't predict God experience Requiem's movements, He can predict what they're going to do to him. So he could see that he was going to get shot. In his hand. Yeah. So he could still take some minor steps to prevent that. So he could like move his hand slightly away from his head. Mm. Boom. So it's kind of the inverse of when people are tracking King Crimson through the blood dripping. Like we can see when he's going to do time skippies. So even though we don't exactly know what he's going to do, we can, like, know to be on our guard. Yes. It's like, I can see that he's about to attack me, even though I don't know exactly what he's going to do. I know to be on my guard. Hmm. Whereas this time, he knows exactly what's going to happen, but... And, and when. But he doesn't know how or why. Yeah. So he can try to counter it with, like, some luck, maybe. Yeah. That's his gambit. He active Oh out of this time Big props to Mr Who is like lying on the floor Just like Slyly sh- loads his gun And tries to shoot King uh, Diablo Six times in the back of the head Which by the way The bullets take a long time To reach their that's, target That's anime though isn't it That's but, like, anime baby Big props to Mr Being like Okay jordan has got this Big power up But what if I just Shot him a few times and- <laughs> <laughs> It is really weird timing Because they're doing These monologues And Mr's just In the background Being like Load my gun Set fire seven Everyone's shots. gonna give me big props. <laughs> they will think that Giorno did it but they all know I killed Giorno's him. Jorno's gonna be like, wow mister I kind of wanted to test out my new powers <laughs> but you just shot him. Well you already know what they do. No mister I don't. How dare you. King Crimson and we get exactly the King Crimson world floor falling away shot of the floor from the opening. Love oh that. god. And For the next few minutes, everything is just taking place in, like, swirling galaxies. Like the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, but it's weirder. It's weirder somehow. (laughs) So, King Crimson. uh, He sees Giorno kind of floating down a bit. He sees him, like, going to float to the side. And he's like, I guess I can see when he's going to attack. Great. (laughs) Well, I can just dodge him. That's great. And I can see perfectly that in the ensuing melee that's about to occur... I am gonna rip out Jorno's heart, so fate is siding with me. Hell yeah! So much for your truth and righteousness, Jorno, you little shit. I'm gonna flick blood into his eyes. That'll make it impossible for him to see me coming. When time stops working perfectly, he'll never be able to see things again. And I'm gonna do my big punch. Here we go! I have won! And then he stops. <gasps> what? And a wasp slowly flies around in the foreground. And he just goes, Huh? Why is the wasp moving? And why is the blood flowing in reverse back into my hand wound? And, and why are the bullets that were behind me that I keenly dodged going back into Mr's gun? And why are the leaves returning to the trees and the birds flying in reverse? And why? Oh, why? Is the 1997 hit, Here Comes the Bus, which I assume Don't is think that's the- what that's called. The think- Bus is coming. Yeah. And everybody's jumping. New York to San Francisco. Why has it not been released yet? What is going on? Is time reversing because I defeated Requiem? No, everything's returning to normal, but... So he's like, okay, this is weird, but the premonition still says I'm gonna win, so here we go again. Okay, three, two, one, punch and back. Ooh, here's another fist here. And they're like, there's, there's multiple versions. So everything goes like in Star Wars The Last Jedi when Rey goes into the dark side cave and looks behind her and sees herself a second ago. Uh, so we see as he goes to punch, he stops I, again. I want to say something like that happened in either End of Evangelion or the regular End of Evangelion where like you see a bunch of Rays in time. Okay. Anyway, it's like that where you look behind you and there's you a second later. Yeah, so he's like... Whoop, there's a fist there, and he goes, huh, wait a second. That's... Why is there a second me yeah. punching? And he looks behind him, and there's him, who looks behind him. And there's a him, who looks behind him, and, and, a, and it keeps going. like echoey gasp over and over again. What? What? Uh, what? what? <laughs> 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 forever. Just throughout eternity. Yep. And then, this might be a first, or first in a long time at least, Mm-hmm. Yeah, first in a long time, not the first. But the stand opens its mouth and begins to speak. <gasps> that's like the second time that's ever yeah, happened. Of course, um Spice Girls, which is a fitting name No, for that didn't stand. open its mouth, did it? Oh yes it did. Come on, Liam. Come uh, on. And of course, Empress. Empress. Oh, as in the one. warty that was... growth on Joseph's yes, hands. That was like, You can't get rid of me, you big shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not the first time, but certainly a rare occurrence. It is indeed. And uh he just goes, Hey. Hey, I'm still, so- I'm a gold experience requiem. So, um, you know that whole Truth that's gonna happen that you keep clinging to, that whole fate thing. You're never getting there, mate. Nah, see, I'm uh, this is my power, and I'm real cool and shit. You will, you are seeing the movements created by your abilities. You will never arrive at the truth that's going to happen. None who stand before me shall ever get there. This is the true power of Gold Experience Requiem, unknown even to Giorno Giovanna. So, from what I gather, mm-hmm. The truth that the boss has gathered is that he's going to get shot by Mr. No, the truth that, that is... the boss has gathered is going to punch Jono and tear his heart out. Well, no, that's the second part, right? No, because he's not going to get shot by Mr. Because he knows he's not going to. No, no, no. He knows that's why he dodges. Because he leans when Mr. shoots. No, I think that's just a regular King Crimson thing. Yeah, but he's never going to get the bullets hit by are the not... bullets. Yeah. Yeah. So He was never going to get hit by those bullets. I mean, classic Mr. Mm-hmm. He can only ever hit himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he's going to punch Jono, which he can now never do. Because he'll never reach that truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's all like, well, fuck you. I'm going to try anyway. So basically what Gold Experience Requiem has done here is just like disconnected Diavolo from the facts of... Fate? The facts of life. Yeah. (laughs) In this particular instance, like, yeah, okay. Destiny says you're going to tear my heart out, but fuck that. No, I don't want that. Destiny doesn't exist, baby. (laughs) Because I'm Gold Experience. And he's back in the the moment where he was going to do it. And he hasn't moved at all. Yeah, but the premonition is still true. I should be wit, And then he gets punched a whole lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I still have destiny on my side. I can still punch Jono in the face. I can still... <laughs> muda, 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 And it's a pretty long muda. And then to be continued. No! No! We just got there! So, Nick. Yes. Highlights and lowlights for King of Kings. The highlight is probably going to have to be... Um, Probably the moment where the boss sees himself a thousand times, yeah. like a second later. Hard to go past that. And Gold Experience is like, Yeah, I've disconnected you from the truth. Mm. And the boss is like, But But were? Yeah. And it's I'd... just from that point you're like, What the fuck is going on? I've got to go the same. That, tri- that trippy oh. sequence rules. Oh, it's so good. That and the laser beam. <laughs> yes, the scorpion beam also rules. Oh,
1: low, low lights. lights.
0: Hmm. Uh when you <laughs> uh maybe my low light is going to be the fact that nothing makes any fucking sense. <laughs> so even though Gold Experience is saying, "Yeah, I'm going to disconnect you from the truth or whatever that is." It's still just like, "Yeah, but we don't I still don't understand how King Crimson works." <laughs> so this means nothing to me. Oh, we skipped over it, but there was a great bit oh. where where when King Crimson really wants the arrow. Mm. Mary's like, look at me! Oh, Who's yeah. worthy of it? And okay. it's like, look at me, I'm this big two-faced guy. Yeah, so, okay, this is not my low light, this is going to be a high yeah. He's like, he's standing over the arrow. Can not grab it? Because uh, Bruno's like, gonna destroy my soul, son. Yeah, but he's sort of like, looking at Bruno, as he's got the zips on the sun, Yep. just like, pointing at his face with his palms. Yeah, like, look at me! Look at me! And he has the dopiest fucking <laughs> yeah. face. If we can find a screenshot of that. I'll try to make that uh, this episode's picture. Oh, if I can God, find it. Oh, God, it's so good. Like, he just, he looks terrible. He looks like a three-year-old version of King Crimson. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, God. Your lowlight? Oh, tricky, tricky. I mean, we've got fucking uh, Mr. being like, Bruno's coming back any minute now he He's coming. I shot him before, but he's coming, right? <laughs> you got your... Um, oh, my little light is Giorno mysteriously going unconscious after being full of determination. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after just going, yes, at last, I have victory secured. He just falls. Yep. yep. Down I go. Oh, no. So, Nick. Yeah? Jorno has achieved his... Golden apotheosis as Gold Experience Requiem and has untethered the boss from his fate of victory. Yes. Everyone else is just kind of lying around watching. Just being kind of shit at their jobs. The boss is being punched a lot. Two episodes remain. Two? Two. What? (laughs) Okay, two. What will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5? Golden wind in... The episode entitled, Gold Experience Requiem. Right. The fact there's two episodes remaining concerns me. (laughs) Because if it was one, it would just be, oh, they deal with the boss, they have a nice little bit, bam, we're done. But maybe we deal with the boss next ep, Mm -hmm. and the ep after... They cram in all the mafia stuff they kind of discarded. Yeah. The, the, The final episode is just a whole bunch of, what happened to these dudes? What are they doing now? I mean, most of them are dead. No, I mean like Mr. Trish, oh, yeah. Giorno. Mr. went on to invent the self-loading gun. Exactly. Maybe we'll get a sneak peek of parts. Trish six. became a famous fashion designer. Oh. Giorno. Why, he gave up his dreams of being a mafia don and opened a small ice cream shop in Naples. <laughs> Fugo hung himself. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so maybe it'll be... Okay, next step... I reckon we're going to deal with Diablo. We'll cut him short. Fuck his fate. Be all like, yep, you're dead. Fuck off. However... However. It's going to be a tricky one because the boss will still just keep going, I can't rely on fate anymore. I have to be really smart. And then he's going to pull some smart-ass bullshit. Okay. Because every villain we've had from, like, part three onwards, like, every main villain has always either been at least pretty smart and pretty capable, or they've gone... Yeah, I know I'm going to win. It's just a matter of securing the position to where I know I'm going to win. Um, so, shit with like, I don't know, Jotaro, right? Yeah. Where Dio is like, I know I'm going to win. I know I'm going to beat you. But I need to make sure I'm in the right position to kill you very well. Which is why I brought this bulldozer. <laughs> maybe they, maybe, maybe Gold Experience, Requiem and Jono realise they need to... Kill Diablo in a way that he won't just shoop his soul into someone else. (laughs) I mean, that was because of Silver Chariot Requiem though. And that's gone. What if what if the whole episode is Giorno? What if Jorno wins easily and then he's like, Yep, now I'm gonna turn everyone into mutants, and Mr.'s like, oh now we need to kill Giorno! Oh no, it's Silver Chariot Requiem again. Um, what if everyone starts growing Giorno hair? Well to be fair, they turning do turning into Jaurno clones. To be fair, they do need to stop Berserk Gold Experience. It's right? not Berserk. They said like he's in control of it. Oh, okay, alright. Um, what if it's Ooh. What if? What if, what if, what if? Okay, here's my thought process. Here we go. It's gonna take the whole episode to deal with Diablo. Okay. However, Jauno has not fully self-actualized. Okay. So he needs to gain control of gold experience. Before it goes nuts. Before it goes crazy. No, no, it'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna turn everything into animals. No, 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 it'll be like, I can't actually beat the boss if you're just doing your own thing. Oh. I need you to follow my orders. But it's like, but I'm a special boy. And it's like, no, 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 you're not. You're a stance. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. remember all the good times we have? Like when we turn that brick into a snake? No. Or when we turn that money into a butterfly? Nope. Or when we, um,. What else do we do? We turn a tree into a bigger tree. Nope, can't remember any of this. Um, yeah, so we'll just do that. He'll just be like, I need to get control of you. You need to follow my orders. Otherwise, that's it. We're fucked. Yeah. Remember Sorry, that I... time he turned his fist into a piranha and made it eat a stand from the inside out? Did he? Yeah. <laughs> what? I remember piranhas. Oh. Um, yeah, so I reckon there's going to be some level of he can't control it and that's bad, but then... Generally speaking, oh, that's good. Okay, That's great. all pretty good. That's pretty comprehensive. And I reckon we're going to beat Diablo in that episode. Great. I so... have no idea what the episode after is going to be then. <laughs> well, that's JoJo's world, baby. <laughs> uh, check out our podcast. You know how to listen to it. Keep listening to it. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to support our ventures financially, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash JoJo's World. We're recording a special Patreon episode this afternoon where we are going to go to the pub and have a responsible level of alcohol. I don't know about that, but yes we are. Come back here and we're going to design our own (laughs) merch-driven kids anime. (laughs) We're talking Yu-Gi-Oh! We're talking Beyblade! We're we're talking talking Crush Gear! Gear. Is it Crush Gear? Crush Gear! We're talking Zoids! We're talking Metabots! We're talking motherfucking any... Fucking anime you remember from when you were a kid that was designed to sell toys to children. Bakugan, Digimon, Pokemon. Oh, Digimon is... The one where Marvel characters were turned into trading cards. Were they? Was that an anime? Something like that. Oh my god. What was the one I mentioned earlier that was a... Uh, that wasn't an anime? And I just went, yeah, but it's designed to sell kids things. You know what it is. <sighs> Um, oh God, what was it? Lego. Lego! It's just like Lego. <laughs> oh man, I'm keen. I'm very keen. So hopefully that turns out well. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter's JoJo's podcast on all social media platforms, Twitter is the one I actively use. Uh yeah, I think that's uh, that's it. And until next time to, to be continued! continued.